Hello everyone and welcome to episode 97 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode we're going to be talking about Robin Hood. I'm sure all of you have heard of Robin Hood before, but just in case you haven't, Robin Hood is a legendary heroic outlaw who is uh, kind of originally depicted in English folklore, English folk stories and different things, and over the years has been represented in all kinds of different books and literature and films and different things like that. According to the legend, he was a highly skilled archer and a swordsman, he could fight pretty well, uh, and traditionally it's said that he stole from the rich and give gave to the poor. Sorry, he took from the rich and gave to the poor. Uh, Robin Hood is considered one of the best-known tales of like English folklore, uh, and in popular culture, the term Robin Hood is often used to describe a kind of heroic outlaw or rebel against tyranny or something. And An outlaw, just in case you haven't heard of that term before, an outlaw is someone who's kind of outside of the law, right? So they, they work outside the confines of the law, so to speak, so obviously Robin Hood was stealing from people, which is illegal, but the idea is that he was stealing from rich people and giving it to poor people, so he was taking money that people didn't need and giving it to people who needed it more, so he has this kind of hero figure, but as we're going to find out, the whole kind of idea of Robin Hood and the, the whole image of Robin Hood is quite kind of complicated and gets a little bit muddy at times, but uh, we're going to find out about that a little bit more in just a second. So, uh, as always, just a couple of quick reminders. If you haven't already, it'll be great to see you in our private learners group. Uh, it's a place where you can connect with other learners of the podcast, sorry, other learners of English, other listeners of the podcast, other people that are listening to this podcast and learning English just like you. You can come and chat and share about your week and your goals. You can ask questions, get suggestions for different stuff to watch or to listen to and all that kind of good stuff. So if that's interesting to you, uh, then you can click on the link in the description wherever you are listening to this episode and you'll be able to join the group for free and come and hang out. So yeah, Robin Hood. So where does this start? Well, it's a little bit unclear, as with everything to do with Robin Hood, to be completely honest. Now, I mentioned earlier that obviously I, I called him a legendary heroic figure, um, and the word legendary is used kind of with double meaning, right? Not just a legend as in like a kind of really famous person, but also a legend in the literal sense that we don't really know if Robin Hood actually was a real person, if there was an actual person that was called Robin Robin Hood that did all of these different things or if whether you know it was a mixture of different stories or different things but the earliest references to him come around the 13 or 1400s um, the, the it's been debated for a very long time where this starts and exactly um, what happened but there are uh, there, is, there are several different references to historical figures, to people in history with this name. Both the names Robin and Hood were both very common names at that time. Um, and so there are people that existed at that time that have been suggested as potentially being this person. But there's also been the suggestion, amongst many others, there's also been the suggestion that Robin Hood 
was more of an idea than uh, an individual person. Some people think that Robin Hood was just a name that was used by a certain type of people, certain um, yeah, certain types of people in that time for this kind of the idea of an outlaw or a bandit or something like that. So it might have been that Robin Hood was just a phrase that was used to describe a certain type of person at that time, or it might have been that this was in fact actually uh, a real person that lived at this time and did all of these kind of things that that people started to talk about um and so even though we don't know you know exactly who he was uh, or if it was in fact like a, a specific person those bits are unclear um the the earliest references to him do link to real places so um the the most there are a few different places that are talked about uh, in relation to him but the most common is a place called Sherwood Forest in the county of Nottinghamshire uh, Nottinghamshire is in the north of England and Sherwood Forest uh, is a real place you can go there and visit it and there are different things kind of dedicated to the legends of Robin Hood in and around that area um, but as I said he's kind of there have been numerous different variations and adaptations of this story over the years uh, and the story continues to be quite widely represented in film and television and, and books and things like that but the earliest representations of this story weren't actually in stories and books and things like that but they were actually in songs in what they, they were called ballads at the time but they were represented in in songs uh, they only later were turned into plays and different things like that and then eventually became books and things um, but through the retellings and additions and variations and uh, all these different variants of this story there was basically a kind of a group of familiar characters that began that yeah that began to be associated with Robin Hood and so there are a couple of people that we typically associate with this story um, one of those was his lover his um, his lover from this time Maid Marion um, his band of outlaws his group of, of people that he sort of you know went around with and, and worked with and stuff who were called the Merry Men um, and the Sheriff of Nottingham who was for most of the stories his chief opponent his main opponent, his main adversary. Um, and so the, the motivations of this, again, are a little bit unclear because the stories have, have all changed and things through time. Um, but some people uh, have told this story in a way that links it with uh, with with the kind of with the the royal throne with the the British the English throne, um, the sheriff was supporting one king and Robin Hood was kind of supporting another king. Um, but then there are lots of other versions where Robin Hood really shows no real motivation, or, or it doesn't really seem like he cares about any of those kind of things. He's more focused on local problems, smaller problems, rather than uh, worrying about you know who's who's in charge of the throne and all that kind of stuff but um typically robin hood is thought of to have come from a kind of noble background let's say right he wasn't uh he wasn't a, a very rich person he wasn't raised in a rich family in a big castle or something like that he's thought of as being a kind of 
average person, but there are versions of the story where um, he comes from slightly different backgrounds, he has slightly different motivations, but um, exactly why he and the Sheriff of Nottingham don't really get along um, isn't all that clear, apart from the fact that, of course, like I said, Robin Hood is um, technically a criminal, right? He's kind of going around and stealing and living outside of the law and things like that, and the Sheriff of Nottingham was the person who was kind of in charge of stopping crime so I guess that's a uh, a clear link but yes there's there seems to be more to it than that uh, through the stories but anyway I mentioned that um, they started to well the references started around the kind of 1300s 1400s by the late 1500s the story seems to have got quite popular across the nation uh, James the sixth of Scotland had a show put on at his castle in Edinburgh uh, William Shakespeare makes a reference to Robin Hood in his play the gentleman uh, sorry the two gentlemen of Verona um, and basically the, you know the story took on lots of different forms over the years in some part due to changes in in entertainment and culture and technology for example the printing press made uh, books more readily available and easy to produce and things like that and so there were a lot more written stories that were created um with the, with the invention of that, uh, but also due to the fact that there was no clear, definite origin story. Um, you know, I mentioned these different songs that were kind of the initial references to him. Some of those weren't preserved. Some of them were only known in certain areas and certain places and things like that. So different people would kind of pick different parts of the story to then inspire their own versions and their own uh, interpretations of the story and things like that so uh, that meant that the story took on many different forms uh, sometimes he was a bit more of a light character a bit more kind of light and funny and happy other times he was a little bit more violent a little bit more dark um, his motivations changed again like I mentioned sometimes he was um, thought to have been what well, he was talked about as being kind of linked with uh, linked with the king and and you know interested in those kind of things other times he was more focused just on you know local smaller issues on helping people uh, in the area where he lived and all this kind of stuff and so yeah the story took on all kinds of different forms over the years uh, but it was in the late uh, 1700s when there were two writers that kind of began to compile all of these main songs and ballads and all of these main stories to kind of create a sort of source material right a kind of uh, compilation of all of the main kind of stories uh, and that's what kind of allowed a lot of other writers to start to build a lot more of their own stories because they had a lot more content to kind of start from they had a lot more of the source material kind of all together it was then in the 19th century that the Robin Hood stories were first specifically adapted for children. Uh, it's not that the children didn't read Robin Hood stories before, but this was the first appearance of a Robin Hood story that was specifically made for them. Uh, and then there, in 1883, uh, a writer called Howard Piles wrote a story called The Merry Adventures of Robin Hood, uh, which heavily influenced most of the Robin Hood stories that were then told through the 20th century 
century through the 1900s. Um, And that version is where he was kind of very clearly stamped as a, um, well, as this sort of philanthropist, I suppose, would be the the technical word, right? This guy who's um, trying to help lots of people, right? He's taking money from rich people, specifically only for the reason of giving it to other people who are in need that don't have any way of of, um, helping themselves or whatever and and so right this is where you know he takes from the rich he gives to the poor this wasn't new but it was in this version that became heavily influential that where it was it was a lot of a let's say it was a bigger part of his character it was a stronger part of his character of course a lot of us when we think of Robin Hood we think of the Disney film there have of course been many other films but uh, one of the first films uh, one of the first kind of big films that featured Robin Hood was in 1938 Uh, that was The Adventures of Robin Hood uh, and that portrayed Robin Hood as a little bit more of a hero on kind of a national scale Uh, again he was involved in oppressing the Saxons in their revolt against the Normans and uh, oh sorry leading the Saxons sorry, in, in their revolt against the the Normans and different stuff and uh, this was during the Crusades and well there's all kinds of different national uh, problems and different stuff going on and so in this film he was portrayed as someone who was he had more of a national cause he was dealing with those kind of things um, again like you said this is you know it's the, the the story and the, the way Robin Hood has been told has jumped around and changed quite a lot over the years for for various reasons um, but uh, yeah in the in the Disney version that came out in 1973 obviously Robin Hood isn't actually uh, a person at all. He is a a fox. (laughs) Um, And that might seem a little bit random to a lot of people, but the reason for that is not just because Disney thought, well, we'll make him a fox because it'll be cute and that'll be cool. Um, The reason that Robin Hood is a fox in the Disney movie is actually years before they even considered doing a movie about Robin Hood, they were actually going to do a a project on another fox. There was a a project they were going to do uh, on the story of some of, of uh, Reynard the Fox. This is someone that I had never heard of. Um, but this is another kind of uh, legendary mythical fox uh, that appears in lots of different folk stories um, in England, in France, uh, in the Netherlands, all through uh, kind of medieval times and things. So, um, yeah, apparently they were planning to do a story based on that. And so that's where the fox came from. Uh, but they, well, for, I don't really know why, but they decided not to go forward with that. And so instead, they adapted some of the elements from that story uh, and, yeah, used it, used the idea of the fox for Robin Hood. And so Robin Hood in the Disney film is a fox because of some kind of medieval fox called Reynard, which I had no idea about. But, um, yeah, so... There's a few things about the story of Robin Hood for today's episode. Um, Like I say, there's not really a whole lot that we know for absolute sure. Uh, He might have been a person, he might have been an idea, might have just been a story and a a mythical fairy tale, but uh, either way, it's been something for us to have a little talk about, or for me to talk about in today's episode. So I hope you guys have found that interesting, maybe you've learned a couple of things or picked up a couple of little words. Uh, But as always, if you have any thoughts about the podcast, if you have 
suggestions for future episodes. Uh, it'd be great to hear from you. So you can contact me on Instagram at Unlocking British English, or you can email me Unlocking British English at gmail.com. Or of course, you can contact me in the private learners group where you can get in touch with me. You can chat with uh, other people who are also learning English just like you. So yeah, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next one.